Welcome in to what is our first GOMOSH podcast. I'm Chris Goforth, and every week we'll take you inside Chattanooga Athletics for a conversation with student-athletes, coaches, and administrators, both past and present. We kick off our first episode this week talking about just that, kickoff. The 2020 Mox football schedule was recently released. Chattanooga opens the season September 5th at Western Kentucky. We have the chance to sit down with Mox football head coach Rusty Wright. You'll hear his thoughts on scheduling the 2020 schedule and get an early preview of the Southern Conference. How involved were you when it comes to putting this schedule together? As of right now, I'm not up until 2024. That's the first time I will have uh, any direct response responsibilities with the schedule. So you're working then about four years ahead, is that? That's probably out of conference. You're probably working at least two or three years ahead. Like I said, this is already set. Uh, it was set the out of conference. Pretty much all the out of conference stuff was set until. 23. So you're working three or four years ahead at the most, probably most time out of conference, especially your Power Five game or your big money game. And then uh, you try to get some home and home stuff set up so you're not constantly chasing games all the time. And that's how it's done. But I don't, I didn't have any, I don't have anything to do with schedule until 24. So this is your first foray uh, as a head coach. Based on what you know and from what you have been around, whether it's been from here or at the at the FBS level, is scheduling easier now or is it more difficult at the FCS level? Uh, it's probably a little harder here just because you're trying to find things that fit, things that bring people in. Uh, you know, fan bases that are close that will travel or fan bases that, you know, may have relocated to Chattanooga and, and the Tennessee Techs and the Jack States of the world and those kind of things. So you try to figure out a way to help yourself a couple of ways. You don't want to overschedule yourself, but you don't want to schedule somebody that's not going to bring some folks with them either to help draw crowds and, and those kind of things. How important is that game against an FBS opponent? Well, for our, our university and our athletic department, is huge. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's a large chunk of taking care of some things that we need. And, and we're not the only one that does it. Men's and women's basketball have to do it to a certain degree, you know. So, I mean, those are, those are things we all have to do, and that's just part of uh, doing business at our level. Is there an ideal setup from a scheduling standpoint for you? Do you would, would you prefer that money game to be at the beginning of the year? Would you rather have it at the end of the year? How would you want to see that schedule set up in your eyes? Uh, I'm good with it being early. I, I think, um, you know, no matter what, I, I just think it's if you can play those games. And kind of like last year for us. I mean, we played four tough games to start with before we jumped in the league. You don't want to play one of those games in the middle of the season. You know, and if you're competing and doing what you need to do at the end of the year, got a chance to make the playoffs, it's tough to go into that game knowing you are got a chance to keep playing and, and doing that. So I'm, I'm good with it being at the start of the year. Uh, I know we had an opportunity in 23 or 24 to play. We had an, op- we had an open week uh, game we needed to fill during the middle of the season because uh, of how we got the schedule set up early. And I turned down a Power 5 school in October. You know, uh, And I've been some other places. I was at Miami, Ohio. We played Vanderbilt the end of October one year. Had a chance to beat them, and 
you know, wound up winning next week, but it cost us the week after, and, and I firmly believe that. I think when you play those kind of games, I think it's maybe not the next week it catches up to you. It's two weeks later it catches up to your body a little bit. So uh, those are concerns for sure, you know, when you're, when you're playing those games. And, and, uh, but I, I'd much rather have them early, get them over, and let's move on with, with the rest of what we got to deal with. A um, couple of notes on this schedule. Number one, there's no Thursday night games. Not this year, just the way the calendar fell this year. You know, uh, playing the first two games on the road. But, you know, that's just the way the calendar falls this year. And it's affected us going from last year to this year. So, in recruiting and those kind of things. So, the way the calendar fell this year, no, not able to do those Thursday night games. And that's just the way it is. The other thing that kind of, and I like this. I, I, I'm a fan of it. Two six o'clock kickoffs at home this year. And I know, look, there's probably no subject in this town that has been debated longer than UTC kickoff times. <laughs> I think you schedule the game, you play the game when you play the game. and, right. and it, Because it's been shown here, if you win, people are going to show up. Sure. But, you know, the winning is, sure. is, is the key. I like Finley Stadium after dark. Sure. I, I think it's a gorgeous setting. I think it's a great atmosphere at night. I like more night games there. Now, I may be in the minority. Do you care? Uh, you know, early in the year, I think it's responsible. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's responsible on our part for, you know, our student athletes and the fans, you know, to, to play them at night and let it get a little cooler for sure. Uh, as the season goes on, I'm not a big fan of night games. You know, I, I just think is once you get to the middle of October – I think you should be playing during the day, uh, just because uh, I don't know. I just it gets a little cooler, and I don't like being cold for one, so that doesn't help. <laughs> I want to be as warm as I can possibly be down there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about it since I've been here. We talked about it before, you know, back and we did the same thing. When we played at Chamberlain early on in the season, September first, October. All those games were night. You know, did the same thing at Finley for a long time. So. It, it, it just happened last year the way the schedule was set up. Homecoming had to be where it was in the day game. Then you start playing those later games. I mean, it's just it's just how the schedule sets up some years. And some years it's conducive to some things, and some years it's not. So you get the three non-conference games to kind of start things. Um, Western Kentucky, a, a program that there's some and, – and with I think with all three of these, there's some ties that, that – uh, from Chattanooga to each of these schools w- with uh, Western Kentucky, Jimmy Lindsay, who former teammate of yours, that uh, is. I'm on, a little uh, older than Jimmy. He played for me. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> just a little older than Jimmy, but yeah, he played for me. So uh, good football coach. They do a good job at Western. Done a really good job. No matter who the head coach has been there in the right. last ten or fifteen years since they made the jump, um, it'll be all we want. They've got. Probably one of the best defensive ends in the country from Atlanta, uh, D'Angelo Malone. And uh, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal. He'll probably be one of the top five defensive linemen in the draft. Good football player. Led, I think he led the nation in sacks or something. I mean, he's he's a good football player. We'll have our hands full. But they've, they've done a – you know, they beat a good West Michigan team in the bowl game. And, and uh, they've had some good years here back-to-back. And I've played on – Two years ago, three years ago, when we were at Georgia State, beat them in the bowl game. So, uh, 
it'll be should be a good atmosphere up there. They always have good crowds, and it'll it'll be a good experience for our guys. So I'm I'm looking forward to riding up there. It's not too far a trip. That's the best thing about it. That's what's awesome. And, yeah, you know that is that's good. We can leave here on Friday and get up there and play Saturday. We'll probably play up there Saturday night. In all honesty, it'll probably be a night game that early. And that's fine. But uh, looking forward to that. And there's not a there's not an SEC or an ACC team on this schedule. No, but there's two teams you played that won. 23, 24 games between the two of them. You right. know? <laughs> yeah. So it's not an easy easy start to it by any stretch of the imaginations. Uh, second team we're going to play is probably the good as some of those ACC, ACC schools. So. We saw them this year, that being yeah. uh, James Madison. Of course, most folks know they just uh, basically became the national runner-up, finishing, finishing second. You referred to this game at Finley – Back in 2019, is it's kind of the measuring stick. Where are we? Is that how you view it again going into would, going yeah, into 2020? Well, you have to. We didn't make the playoffs, and they did, and they made a run. You know, um, and we were competitive, but we were nowhere near close at the end. You know, and that's that's the thing. That's that's right now. James Madison, North Dakota State at our level are the measuring sticks, and we got to figure out how we stack up and what we can get done, and and what we need to do moving forward. And I think if you watch that game, we played with them. Our, our kids played hard. They played their tails off. But there was no weakness on the other side. And usually at our level, uh, even when you get to the second, third round of the playoffs, there's, they're not quite – I mean, nobody's a finished product. You, you know what I'm saying? And uh, those guys we played this past year – uh, there was no weakness at any spot. It wasn't like I, you could say, all right, we can take advantage of that outside backer or, or that defensive lineman, or, you know, we can look over there, well, we can pick on that right guard or that one wide out. If we put this guy on him, we're okay. They didn't have that. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, – they lost a lot of guys. They, they, they lose a lot of a lot of good football players off that football team. So, and, But they do a good job replacing them every year. It's not, it seems like they have a hard time having an average year. You know, they haven't had one of those in a while. So, you, uh, you had said, I guess it was, I don't know what, late October, early November, about, boy, I wish I had those first handful of games to do over again with where this team is now. Talking about later in the season because of the improvement you made. Is, is that kind of, does it make you a little bit, I know, look, you're. You're like the rest of us. September 5th, probably can't get here fast enough. Well, I can get it. I'm good right now. I'm, I, I'm good. I want to enjoy a little time for September 5th. So uh, i got a lot of things going on in life I want to see before September 5th. So, uh, But does this – does it get you excited about – I know how far we've come since we saw these guys last time. Let's get in front of them again now. Yeah, I mean, you do. I, I'm more excited for spring practice of us knowing what these kids can do now. And, all right, let's, how do we improve them doing these things? Uh, every, you know, we're going to start the season next year with a new quarterback. Doesn't matter who it is, it's going to be a new quarterback. So that's going to be a different football team. So that football team's going to have to find their identity, whatever it is. Maybe it's not running the ball like we did. Maybe it's doing something completely different. Uh, that's what's great about it because right now we don't know as coaches. I mean, we have some ideas about what some things can do, but every dynamic and every year is different. And I think that's what's great about our sport. It's There's so many people involved. It, it turns out that way. Right. You know, I mean, that's the thing. It's 
11 on offense, 11 on defense, and what you got in the kicking game and how you practice and do that is different than basketball where if you got two or three guys returning a year, sorry, two or three, you, you know, right. I mean, it's a core, and, and you kind of build people around that. Well, we got 22 that are going to start a game, <laughs> and there's going to be interchanging parts going through that whole deal, and it's going to be a different dynamic when it's all said and done. So, But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not as excited for the season as I am we get a chance to get off the road, get into spring, and see what how we can make the ones we got here better. See what we become in the fall. Home opener against uh, North Alabama. They are a program that is transitioning from Division Two uh, to the FCS level. They have been, you know, you talk about James Madison and the success there. Uh, North Alabama's got a pretty strong history and uh, a strong tradition in, in football at the Division Two level. Sure, they do. Long time. Uh, Long time. That's one I don't know a lot about, having not look, like really recruited that part of Alabama, or but just knowing, you know, when Coach Wallace was there and and, and Coach Bowden and all those and all those guys, and you know, they used to beat up on Jack State all the time when yeah. they were both D two, you know, and uh, I did know the, that and those things and kept up with that. And they were always really good uh, at that level, and it'll be there's not a lot of commonalities between us and them, so it's kind of hard to. To get a gauge, get a feel on it. I know I looked at their uh, signing day class. I think they signed two high school kids and ten junior college kids. So we can watch film from last year, but that's going to be a completely different team. So you don't know what you're going to get. And thankfully, they'll have a couple of games on film before we play them and understand, you know, kind of how they're doing things and and all that. So we'll have our hands full. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be all we want. The first home game. The rivalry with with Jacksonville State that series has been one. I think a lot of fans like it. Sure, uh, they're easy to dislike. Sure, let's, let's be honest. Sure. And it's a game that folks can travel sure. to. Can North Alabama become that same sort of? Is that what you hope? Yeah, I mean, maybe can be a regular occurrence. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, I would hope so, and I hope eventually we we feel like we're at a point and we're comfortable enough to get Jack State back on the schedule too. So. Those are two easy travel games, you know. Uh, you're playing one Big South opponent, playing one OBC opponent. I think those things are good, you know, for sure. I mean, you would hope so. I, I have never been to a game. We've never had to play North Alabama before, so I don't know what the atmosphere is like over there or, or anything like that. But, yeah, I mean, you would hope if they eventually come off schedule, we pick Jack State back up and, and do those things. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that turns into that. Hopefully they do bring a bunch of folks over. Uh, after that one, you, you step into Southern Conference play with, with VMI coming in. And first, before we get into any particulars with this, this conference schedule, your overall thoughts, you know as well as anybody who's coming back and, and who's leaving in this conference. And, of course, now the transfer portal can always change things for anybody. But based on what you know right now, Give us kind of a, a little quick synopsis on on who falls where. Uh, well, the biggest thing I can tell you about this league is one game separated the second-place team and the sixth-place team. Yeah. One game. You know, two games separated us from first place at the end. Uh, Wofford's still going to be Wofford. I mean, they're, they're going to be who they are. Uh, plays brought some consistency back to Furman. You know, that's the thing. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. Um, you know, and it's kind of all of us in the middle trying to figure out how to take the next step. Um, you know, VMI got better this year. I mean, they finished, what, four, and four in the league or whatever it is. 
for the first time in a long time. Um, you know, and then there's a handful of folks after you get down from that that we're just kind of we're all just kind of jumbled up in there. You know, after uh, Citadel and. That anomaly, that was an anomaly at East Tennessee last year. I mean, Randy's a good football coach. I mean, they're, they're going to they're gonna come back and, and do some better things. And, you know, Mercer's got a new head coach now, and it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, you know, Western's going through some transition and hiring a new offense coordinator, new defense coordinator, so they'll have some new, some different dynamics. Um, but, I, I, you know, it's, it's crazy because I looked at it. I did. I looked at the average margin of victory. For everyone in the league, and including us, and I think the average margin of victory was just a little over, was a little under 10 points for the whole league, mm-hmm. and that's including, you know, somebody like Wofford that lost one league game, so their average margin of victory skewed it for somebody else that like uh, East Tennessee that only won one league game. So uh, our average margin of victory in, in the league was three, almost four points right. when it was all said and done. So uh, it, that's the thing It's hurt us, I think, as a league in the last couple of years, we've beat each other up. You know, as we're like to say the CAA, okay, there's so many teams in that league, you could possibly win that league and not play the top four teams. I mean, you could. Right. You know, and ours, you're going to play everybody once. And uh, I think that's, it may hurt us a little bit as, in a national picture when it's all said and done that we hadn't played as well in the playoffs the last couple of years, which you've heard us too, but... Uh, I think it's still a good league. I think top to bottom, it's gotten better. The coaching's gotten better everywhere, as you can see what VMI did and, and, and those kind of things. So, um, but I still, you know, it's going to be Wofford until somebody beats them, and it's going to be Furman because that's the way it shook out the last couple of years, and and those are the top two. How much different is it, competitively speaking, than when you were a player and you were dealing with Marshall? And I guess at that time it was Marshall and Georgia Southern and App State and Appalachian State. And then when Marshall left, it, it was kind of the conference was ran by Appalachian State and Georgia Southern. How would you compare it talent-wise then compared to compared to now? Uh, it's probably not quite at that level as it was, uh, but. We didn't have VMI in there for a long time, too. So, I mean, you didn't have some folks in there. Uh, you know, you didn't have Mercer. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, there weren't some – there just wasn't, weren't some people there that are in our league now. So, um, probably top to bottom, it was it was much more top-heavy then than it is now. You, you weren't bunched up right. like we are now, and everybody has a legitimate shot. It things that's the thing. It was you know Furman was in there at one time, you know, Correct. It, it, and then they went through a lull of uh, a span of a while. So it was a little more top heavy at that time, and things were different. I mean, you were on a quarter system in some places compared to semester, so it was like pro football for the first half of the school year. Yeah, I mean there were there were a lot of things, different dynamics that were going on at that time that aren't going on in college athletics or in the Southern Conference now as much as it used to. So. Uh, that's the thing. It was probably a lot more top heavy than it is right now. Mercer's a homecoming opponent on October the twenty fourth. You mentioned a new coach, Drew Chronic. What do you know? What do you expect out of Mercer? Well, Drew and I worked together at Furman for a year. Um, I actually went to work for his dad at Reinhardt for a year, um, and Drew was there for a little bit of that time. So I've known Drew a long time. That's been ten years or so, maybe a little longer than that. Uh, 
all together. Um, you're going to see the best thing about our schedule next year is once we get past BMI and Western, we play Wofford, the Citadel, and Mercer, and there are going to be a lot of similarities in those three, which will help us, I hope, you know, at that point in time. Now, we could be beat to crap after that. There's no doubt about it, you know, playing those kind of option teams and all that. But, um, you know, I, I think they're going to be a little more under-centered, more wing T option type stuff than it's a little out of the norm for us. I think they're going to be similar to what you see from Furman to a certain degree. Um, you know, so maybe not quite as much triple option stuff as the Citadel, but uh, I think that's you're going to see a lot more run first orient, oriented type deal than I'm not sure it's Robert's cup of tea, Robert Riddle's cup of tea, but I hope he's the guy doing it because we'll be okay. No offense to him, he's a good football player, but that's just not what he signed on to do there. So it'll be interesting to see how they take the players they have there and fit themselves schematically, you know, which is. One thing, I was really proud of our guys this past year, our coaches. We didn't try and jam a square peg in a round hole. We took what we had and tried to find the best way to help them go win football games. And I think our guys did a good job at that. How close do you feel like you are now having a recruiting class again under your belt uh, to being able to to have what you want in terms of people to fit the systems that you want to run? Yeah, uh, we're closer um, I think uh, we're probably one more class, true class away from getting the <clears throat> what we feel like there are guys in the right spots and, and uh, giving them an opportunity to be successful at, at those things. I think we're probably still one more true signing class away, one more full class. You know, when I say full, I'm talking about 10 to 15 guys yeah. somewhere around there. But I think we're one more away from truly being like, okay, these guys fit what we – think we can do, and it constantly changes. I mean, that's the thing. is sure. it, it, The best part about our level compared to the FBS level is you got to coach. No offense. I mean, you got to coach week to week. you got to coach day to day. You have to coach different techniques because you'll go from playing Sanford to playing the Citadel the next week, you know, right. which at the FBS level, you don't see that. You may play Army or Navy once a year, right? you know, and you try not to schedule them. That's what you do there. You try to figure out a way not to schedule them. But you don't see the, the, the various changes like we see week in, week out in this conference. And uh, But we're probably one more class of folks away from being guys in the right spots. February signing day coming up quick. Uh, how active will you guys be that first Wednesday in February? We are. Uh, you know, um, we're not going to take kids just to take kids. If we get the right high school kids, we're going to take them. If not, uh, there'll be some more guys out there. You know, uh, that's the thing. So uh, we're in on a bunch of kids now and could sign eight, could sign five, could sign – you just – you don't know. But if, if we get the ones we want, we're going to take them. And if we don't, we're going to sit there and try and figure it out after it's over. So uh, – which, you know, after this time last year, we signed – six, eight other kids in the summer. Right. You know, uh, that's the thing is you take one that's not one you want, he beats you every day for four years. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you lose one and he only beats you once a year. You know, so uh, there's some there's some transfers out there and some other guys that have made contact with us. And if it works out to get them here in the spring or in the summer, that's when we'll take them and we'll see. But if not, if we get the right high school kids, we'll take them and, 
and it'll work out. If not, we're not going to get too beat up about it. We'll figure it out. Portals changed things, hasn't it? It's adjusted some things for sure. Yeah, it has. It's adjusted some things for sure, and it's given us some more opportunities. Uh, you know, it's a it's a crazy deal. I think 2,800 kids, football players, went in it last year. You know, probably only <coughs> 500 of those got scholarships when it was all said and done. It's not as much as you think. It's not as much moving as people think. Uh, now, some kids, and that's getting NCAA scholarships. That's not including kids going to junior colleges and and doing that. But uh, it's it's changed a lot. It really has. It's changed a lot. Season tickets on sale. Folks need to check those out. You can go to gomox.com and get more details, or you can call 266-MOX and order your season tickets for football. As the see the uh, home portion, at least, of the schedule kicks off September the 19th against North Alabama. Season begins, though, September the 5th on the road against Western Kentucky. Coach, I'm sure we will talk again, but I appreciate the time. Appreciate y'all. Thanks. Sounds good. Thanks to Coach Wright for giving us some time. And make sure you get your 2020 season tickets right now. You can head over to GoMox.com and get more information on how you can be a Mox season ticket holder. That's going to do it for us this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And hope we'll see you again here next time. I'm Chris Goforth, and until then, Go Mox.